Welcome to Romancing the Gemstones, where we're talking about the Righteous Gemstones. I am one of your hosts, the Righteous Jamie G, Honorable Esquire the Fifth, a survivor of Y2K. Y2K, we threw caution to the wind, boys. True story. I'm here with my co-host, Magnum Mills, to talk about the season three finale, Wonders That Cannot Be Fathomed, Miracles That Cannot Be Counted. Mills, I know it's a little late in the game, but I think we should change our name to the Bonker Boys. Is that still out there? Bonker Boys Podcast? BBP. All right, I'm I'm Magna Mills, and I say if we're changing our name, we should just throw it all in there, man. Uncle Baby Billy's Bible, Bible Bonkers Boys. Uncle Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers Boys. Just say it with me. It's so long. It's got a lot of Bs, a lot of alliteration, a little bit of a mouthful. But hopefully, your bonkers for romancing the gemstones presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. You can find us wherever you get your pods and on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. We're also on the YouTubes. And you don't want to forget the flaps, they're very important. Follow, like, and please subscribe. This is how other people find our show, how people kind of run into our channel. The more you do, the more it helps us out. We really appreciate it. If you had fun, please don't forget to give us that thumb. Please know this is a full-on spoiler discussion of Season 3, Episode 9, Wonders That Cannot Be Fathomed, Miracles That Cannot Be Counted. Season 3 is in the book, so literally anything that's available regarding the Righteous Gemstones, it's all open for discussion here. It's all fair game. Uh, I'm trying to be as righteous as I can be, and I've let you know, so now you know. This is Wonders That Cannot Be Fathomed, Miracles That Cannot Be Counted, Season 3, Episode 9, the 27th overall episode of The Righteous Gemstones, originally aired July 30th, 2023. Directed by Jody Hill, this is the 13th episode of Gemstones that he's directed. Written by John Carcieri, Jeff Radley, and Danny McBride. This is the 8th written by credit for the trio on Gemstones. Notable guest stars include Walton Goggins as Baby Billy, Kristen Johnson as Maymay, Lucas Haas as Chuck, Valen Hall as Tiffany, Steve Zahn as Peter, Stephen Dorp as Van Simpkins, Eliza Schlesinger as Shay Marigold, and Shay Wiggum as Dusty Daniels, and Robert Overs as Carl. The short plot synopsis is, the siblings engage in a truly biblical battle until a miracle of God changes the fate of the Gemstone family forever. I don't know, man. It feels like they kind of stuck the landing with the season finale, uh, but we need to be sure. We're going to apply our patented Ron's Left Evaluation System to this episode, Wonders That Cannot Be Fathomed, Miracles That Cannot Be Counted. I'm going to put you on the spot, Mills. Are you romancing it? Is it a one-night stand, or are you swiping left? I am definitely romancing it. I think I'm just in love with the back half of the season, and I think really everything kind of after the interlude episode has completely clicked into place for me, so I'm not ashamed to say I'm romancing it yet again. I'm there with you. I tried to just like let it go. And if it comes back to me, it's meant to be kind of thing. Last episode where I just one night standed it. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Part of me missed not having it full time. I'm romancing it. I'm all in. This was an awesome ending, dude. If a series were to end this way, I don't know if there's a better feel good ending out there. I mean, this is it, it was awesome. Really enjoyed this episode. It had everything I wanted in it. Humor, comedy, um, you know, a little bit of action. And damn, dude, it, it felt so good at the end of this one. So, yeah, well, let's keep the sense. let's keep the good feelings kind of rolling here. The Righteous Gemstone have been officially picked up for season four. I, you know, that's awesome. But I think it was pretty expected 
But that being said, kind of at least to me, it as you just kind of alluded to, it really felt like this could have been a series finale. You know, I, I think it was very satisfying in the, you know, obviously the ending itself had gratuitous amounts of the Redeemer. It, you kind of mentioned really liking it. Any kind of thoughts here on, on that final montage? I mean, I thought it was as good as it gets. It's everything that that family could have been that you were pulling for, but they couldn't get out of their own way and stop tripping over their own dicks. And they finally did it, right? And they finally came together as a family. I thought the touch at the end with Amy Lee watching them, I mean, that that put a little tear in your boy Jamie G's eye, all right? It, it was just awesome. And it was so great to see the Gemstone family come together with the Montgomerys and actually have this moment of just pure happiness as a family. And everyone being on the same page. It, it absolutely could be a series finale. If the show ended like that, I would have been so satisfied and happy. And been like, damn, dude, that was a really cool way to end it. I can't say enough good things about it. It was incredible. I don't know. You know I'm excited to see where they go with season four. Because it's kind of like, we don't really need to go anywhere else. We could have just ended it there. Don't get me wrong. I want more of that. And lucky for you guys, you'll get more uh, romance in the gemstones. But it could have ended there, in my opinion. Yeah, everything about the scene, every choice they makes really works for me. I think having everybody get their own turn driving the Redeemer yeah. was just awesome. It never even occurred to me that that could be a thing. You know, we talked about who's going to drive the Redeemer this season. The answer was literally everybody, even the, the wee baby Lionel's in there. And that was a nice bit. Obviously, at the end, we see that uh, Tiffany did have the next baby. And when they show up, uh, Billy sets her up on a blanket with the baby. He drops like three toys and he just uh, skedaddles right out of there to get over into the yeah. action. The nice little touches. You see now that uh, Keith and Kel- Kelvin have the matching chairs. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, they both got the wooden chairs. I, I don't know if Keith's officially come back to work for the gemstones or if he's still doing the wood thing or, you know, maybe it's a part-time thing. And then over the end credits, they even kill the end credits because we get the full Redeemer song finally. Yeah. Yeah, and the montage song was awesome too, right? It was a, the cover of Heaven Shine a Little Light on Me. What is that? The, um, collective Soul, yeah. Collective, collective Soul. Collective Soul, yeah. but that was actually Dolly Parton cover. I didn't didn't even realize that. Oh, wow. That's very cool. I knew it was a, a cover of, of that, but really good call there. Um, yeah, dude, everyone riding it. And the different setups of what they were running over I thought was really cool. It cracked me up with May May. As she just barely putting any gas to it, like that yeah, she can't funny. drive. That's like we we pointed that out in no. the previous uh, couple episodes ago when uh, that Gideon was following her. Yes, not not the greatest driver. You would, not a good wheel man. Put it that way, or wheel woman, I should say. No. And, and and look, even Chuck and Carl got in there, man. Which you know they, they they I just I thought that was very cool, man. I really enjoyed that. And again, I touched on it. I thought the Amy Lee moment, um, particularly with with Eli driving the way they cut back Eli's taking his turn and then you see kind of Amy Lee looking over everyone just looking so happy and proud that that was awesome I thought that was a really cool moment nice touch yeah not gonna lie at that moment I was really like holy shit this is a serious finale you know kind of that's yeah I really did have that kind of feel I'm not not complaining about it just you know they'll find a couple of places to go moving forward but it was a really you know if you had to stop it there it, it would have been a good spot well, and that begs the question. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll check with our, our producer. It's a giant dick. Uh, but maybe we'll ask Woody and just say, hey, did they know that season four was coming? It kind of feels like maybe when they wrote this, when they put it together, they weren't 100% sure with everything going on, whether it's the strikes, whether it's HBO with Mac, what, whatever it was. It just felt like maybe they did this where it's like, hey, 
whether whether you pick us up or not, we're content. And I really appreciate that as a fan of the show because you don't want to get Deadwood on this thing where it's like now all of a sudden we're not content, you know, and that's that's maybe Deadwood's an, a not fair example, but you know what I mean, where a show ends where it wasn't supposed to, and now you never really know. And I, I think that was cool that they took care of that for us. Yeah, there were a couple of shows. I think Parks and Rec and NBC most famously had like five or six finales because they never knew if they were going to come back or not. So they had to do yeah. like twice, like mid-season finale. You had to like, well, I don't know if we're going to get picked up for the back half. So it would have to function as a series finale if necessary. So, you know, there were kind of a lot of fake outs along the way. And if this is just a fake out, you know, I, I, it's a good one. I love Deadwood. Uh, not to shit on Deadwood. It's an incredible show. I'm just sad that we didn't they get They got a movie. Season. It just took forever. <laughs> One thing you could probably complain about is the double bomb fake out. All right. We touched on this in, in, in episode eight. First, it looks like Chuck bites it, but then Peter and, and, and they both survive. It's kind of like, oh, they kind of doubled down on it. I mean, they spent a, a pretty decent amount of time setting up this bomb plot line the entire season. Was this a good enough payoff for you? Probably. I mean, I'm, it's not like I was wishing for, you know, people to die or get hurt. It does surprise me that Peter is this good with the bomb and they never really remember. He only got $12 and then he steals the van from Keith. And then all of a sudden he's got money to go buy Fitbits and all this bomb making material and stuff like that, that you kind of have to hand wave it a little bit here. I mean, even just how convenient it is that Keith just shows up at the gas station where he's at and just leaves the keys in the car. Yeah. That's a little bit much. But honestly, it was entertaining enough. I guess this, let me ask you this. When that first bomb goes off and it's in the store, Peter gets knocked over. Did you think Chuck was actually dead? No. P- part of me said, I don't believe that he's dead. I think he I think he set it off intentionally. I didn't believe that he was dead. So that didn't it didn't really surprise me. Peter, on the other hand, I thought maybe he was, although it was weird how they went to the funeral and it wasn't for him. It was for Dusty. Right. So that kind of made me believe (laughs) they're kind of fake out. I was like, all right, well maybe he's not dead. I think it worked just because of kind of how big each one was. I, when, when he was in that store, get, you know, doing the coin star or whatever with Peter, I did not expect that explosion to go off. So that was a bit of a, Whoa, Holy cow. Now, whether Chuck died or not, it's a different thing. I didn't expect it to go off. It was kind of a, tense moment there at the end with the second explosion with peter because he kind of was like everything came together it felt like he kind of made amends with his family and then he was going to drive off and kind of like sacrifice himself to save everyone else it was kind of a big kind of epic moment and i i like that so i think it worked them doubling down on paper it's kind of like why would you do that but when you watch it i I think it worked yeah and you got a little bit more kind of on the relationship between Chuck and Peter, when they have that conversation before he goes into the store and he really tells Chuck, you know, thank you all I have left. Thank you for sticking with me. I think if he hadn't had that conversation, Chuck might have just bounced the fuck out of there. And in this way, he kind of blew up the bomb to give himself a little bit of coverage. Like, I don't know if the intention was to make Peter think that he was dead, but I don't think he wanted to. After he just heard all that, he didn't want to be like, yo, dude, I got to be out of here and then leave him by himself. And I think it was also to make sure no one else got got hurt yeah but like that explosion was so big you know how many cars there were around that did he go seriously check every single car and he did he, i love that he slipped that in there I, I made sure everyone was gone by where i did it but it's like dude that thing you're still getting very arrested for that dude you are still yes, dude. between both of these like they someone should have been in jail for that 
It, you know, I, I guess you could say that the gemstones got all their crazy lawyers or whatever, but those are two very big explosions that happened within what 24 hours of each other. And you just yeah. had a militia get raided by the feds. Like, I think that would set off some kind of, uh, you know, alert or, or something like that. But I didn't really like the payoff when Chuck shows up at the church. Hello, Mama. Carl. Chuck! Chuck! Chuck, you're alive! Thank you, God. Chuck, oh my God! Oh, Chucky! Oh, my God! Chuck! You know, kind of all is forgiven, and then Chuck does the apology tour. It doesn't quite go as good as Carl's. But that gives us the awesome scene with Danny McBride, uh, with Jesse just driving the go-karts by himself. That seemed, it reminded me a little bit of Clerks 2, I guess, but just kind of, that seems the very Jesse thing to do, right? He's supposed to go be preparing for his quiz show. And how is he preparing? By driving a go-kart by himself. Yep. Extremely, extremely Jesse Gemstone. And you got to love the, <laughs> he's trying to cover his face. From when he goes by, because he doesn't even want to. And Chuck's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. And then that was, again, a nice apology. And Jesse did reserve the right to kill him however he wanted. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's quite illegal, but uh, it would be fair, I think, is the way to say it. Before he drove off, it was nice that we did get finally an apology from May May to Peter. Because if you remember, Mike, all this could have been avoided if they would have just let Eli refund him. But May May wouldn't have it. You know what I mean? That was really kind of the almost the original sin of it all. So it was nice to get the closure on that one. What do you think about the the peg leg, Peter? Like, I kind of have this thing in my head, if we keep going for a couple more seasons, I want it to be like what Ricky Cricket is on Sunny. Like, every year you get Peter for an episode and he just, something happens. He loses a finger and now he's got an eye patch. Like, you know, he gets burned. I don't know, he just keeps just deteriorating over the course of the series. I think that would be excellent. I think I would be there for that. I mean, Peg, Peg Leg Peter has a nice ring to it. I'm okay with it. It's kind of like, I guess he jumped out and lost his leg. Um, I guess they had to do something there. Uh, you know, he cut his hair, got cleaned up, and he and he lost a leg. I, I, I guess I'm okay with it. It was a cool look. I mean, I guess that's their justification for how he survived or something. He jumped out at the end or, or what have you. Cause it, honestly, it looked like he was a dude about ready to, you know, just, uh, you know, kind of at peace with uh, departing this world. But I don't mind that he saved it. But, again, he talked about that joint was going to vaporize the Salvation Center. Where did he get that fast within 30 seconds that there were no people within that kind of range, too? And then how did he escape that range? <laughs> when he looked, there was 55 seconds left. He still had to say goodbye, get in the car, drive. I mean, that's that's hauling ass, dude. Yeah, where could he get it and then run away? Maximum, he would have like 10 seconds to run away. How far could – he didn't seem like he was an Olympic-level sprinter or something like that. No, that's why he lost a leg. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's it, a comedy show. I'm willing to kind of forgive some of that stuff. Yeah, but... I'm, I'm totally nitpicking here. The, the emotional payoff was worth it. But, it, you know, yes. a lot of a lot of bombs for not a lot of damage. Well, a lot of damage, but no actual, you know, deaths. It feels a little bit permanent. Convenient. Yeah. Well, except for the couple at the Bible bunkers, which we're going to get to here in a minute. <laughs> I don't know if a giant swarm of locusts counts as Deus Ex Machina, but it probably should. This came out of nowhere, dude. And honestly, it surprised me a lot. Like, I, I you know, the little bit of a tease there with it hitting the windshield early on in the episode, but this really came out of nowhere. And it was big. It was, it was like a holy shit. 
What did you think about the swarm, man? I mean, was it wasn't exactly Wu Tang Killer Bees around a swarm, but it was close. Am I right, Mills? Yeah, I definitely had the Killer Bees some some uh, some of that '97 mentality in my head today because of this. But that weirded me out a little bit when it started happening. For at least a solid minute or two, I wasn't sure if it was actually happening. Like, is this somebody's dreaming or tripping or something? Because this is just, again, no explanation, really. Like you said, other than the one bug on the windshield earlier, there was no reason to think all of a sudden there's an actual goddamn swarm of locusts. Uh, did you think that at all, or did you just immediately assume, like, oh, this is that's how it's going down? For a second, it kind of made it seem like, okay, maybe this is it. But then it just, it, dude, it escalated so quickly to where you really didn't have a, like, you kind of was like, oh, shit, this is really going on. I mean, it was massive. And they really did a great job with them in terms of the, the sound, the look. They looked realistic. Like, I, I thought this was really cool, honestly. I'll be honest with you. I'm not really, like, I don't have a major fear of bugs or anything like that. But this would kind of weird me out. All those big, bu- I mean, those were big and there were a lot of them, dude. You Could yeah. could you Fuck hack it. that? I would be kind of weird now. In real life? If that shit yeah. happened in real life, not at all, dude. I would be... I, Dude, I freak out with like a swarm of like mosquitoes, dude. Like I don't I don't want to be here. This was like millions of locusts, dude. Like this was they were huge and loud. And and yes. Uh no, I would not I I don't know if I'd exactly be Simpkins uh level of scared, but I would be pretty pretty scared. I mean, how fatal was it for him when he when he basically pushed Dusty Daniels down? I mean, that was just that was like that a was truck in Madden. That's when you're back in the day when they had the truck stick and you used the joint. He just and then he sees him on the ground. He's like, "Nah, dog, I'm out of here." And even like the rest of his siblings get pissed at him too. So that was a nice, you know, way of showing that deep down, this dude. We kind of said that at the beginning of the season when they showed up. Like, yeah, you know, these two people probably aren't as you know good or wholesome as they seem or whatever. So you, you definitely got a little bit of that. And uh, shout out Shea Wiggum as Dusty Daniels. That was just great. And then his fucking funeral, dude. Oh, he's dude. buried in his car at the driver's seat. Just incredible, chef's dude. Kiss. Just chef's kiss for that whole thing. That's got to be one of the best funeral arrangements in the history of funeral arrangements. And shout out to our very own Magna Mills right here on Romancing the Gemstones. He called the fact that the Simpkins uh, crew would show back up. And uh, you nailed it, buddy. They, well, they did. that's so, right. uh, you, know, you don't cast kind of people like that and just leave them in the premiere and have them not uh, show up again, generally. I did like kind of how everything did go down, though, because it reaffirmed what we have seen. Like, all the gemstones, they kind of sacked up, right? They didn't panic. They didn't hide themselves. They went and they saved their families, more or less. They went yeah. and they got their loved ones. And then the Montgomery's even, you know, they come out. They save Peter anyways, even though he's got this uh, dead man switch on and, and all that. So I like that idea that this did kind of, you know, show the growth. And uh, shout out Eli for kind of saving Jesse. Jesse goes out to save Eli. And then Eli's the one who just form tackles him right into a dumpster. And uh, yes. you know, they picked the right dumpster. Glad it wasn't one they put all the glass in or something like that. Yeah. But And I like the little noodle at the end. Nice touch that Amber picks out of Jesse's hair. But, dude, I think that was really important because Jesse, you know, a season ago, Jesse wouldn't have said, I need to go save my daddy. And also shout out to to uh, Dusty who thinks he says, I need to go find titties. Uh, yeah, that was that a was good very... one. And Amber just gives him the look. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And uh, But really? I, I like that. 
maturity out of Jesse, right? Going to try to save his dad too. Like I, I really thought that was cool. And I like that they put some kind of not just full blown spiritual theology type stuff behind this, but I like that they put a little bit of kind of a God's miracle in the storyline that brought them all together and, and the way they had to overcome it. I, I, I'm a fan of it, dude. I, you know, sometimes they make a mockery of the whole religious thing with this show, but I thought this was really cool. And you know, God works in mysterious ways. And uh, just like Dr. Gemstone said at the end there. And I, I like that they chose this angle. I'm cool with it. I have no problem with it, but on some level, I kept waiting for one more shoe to drop. And then we were going to find out that somehow all these locusts were attracted by like, the low quality materials used in building of the Bible bunker set or something like that, that it was going to be like, they cut so many corners, they imported some weird wood and it had like these, you know, the larvae in it or something like that. For some reason, I thought it was going to come around that they inadvertently caused the, the swarm, but I, I'm fine with it being just an, an act of God, nothing you know wrong with that or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I like to dig a little bit deeper, you know, especially when uh, you saw how that the set fall apart with just the bugs. I mean, that the O Definitely, when oh, it dude. splatted that dude's head, it was like when they uh, splatted the cow with the with uh, the Redeemer a couple episodes ago. That's what it reminded <laughs> it, me. Dude just went like he's dead. I did There's not see that happening, dude. Yeah, he's dead. Like and it's the one with off. Uncle Baby. It's the hoe from Balkans with Uncle Baby Billy's head on it too. So that was just and then it just rolls out and it's got the blood on it. It's just yeah. Who, who does uh, who does that caricature look more like? Uh, Colonel Sanders or Orville Redenbacher? I couldn't decide. Ooh, I'm I'm going Orville. I'm going I, I think Orville. I think that's what it is. But he's got the little bit of the colonel. If he wore the little the little tie joint or whatever, like I, I think he could pull off a a pretty good colonel. A little facial hair, and I think he could get there. Baby Billy, he could do anything. And at long last, it's time for our guy and the next great game show host, Uncle Baby Billy. Part of an episode of Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers, and it did not disappoint, right? No, it did not. It was everything I wanted and more. Shout out to the thought Uncle Baby Billy put into this thing. He had the hurricane uh, dome thing. The hurricane booth was cool. I don't remember that from Family Feud. I don't know if they stole that one. They might have invented something. Dude, Bonker Boys. I I really like this. He had the whole intro song. I mean, and dude. Who knew Tiff could play piano that good? That Tiff could play piano. I, I love the actual uh, intro song itself. The, the band was great. They had live music, man. Billy singing and dancing. He's got the Bob, Mark, Bob Barker uh, skinny mic. I loved everything about that. Just a great look, right? I, it was kind of a little bit like the mock-up, really. I am impressed with kind of how close that was to it, but I didn't think they were going to have I mean, this is old school style game show with all these other live people, right? You don't get live bands anymore. You know, maybe no. you get a person on piano at best, but usually you get a DJ or something like that and all the dancing and everything like that. Billy's all dressed up. Did the outfits just great? Everything about it. And just the concept of having the, you know, the Bonkers boys is just, you know, Chef's Kiss and Tiffany's the, you know, kind of the, the cherry on top. And we're still waiting for the uh, the Wee Baby Lionel to be old enough so that maybe he'd get in the announcer's booth or what have you. Incredible, dude. I, I I really think this could be a family business. And yeah, it did not disappoint. We said it before. If they ever did a a, a spinoff where it was just Uncle Baby Billy in, in the Bible, I, I'm there for it, dude. One I'd watch either version. I would watch like 
a reality show type, like where they were like doing the show, kind of just a spinoff of this, or I would just actually watch Bible Bonkers as long as like they were doing it like this. Not not really something I would generally. I, I don't really watch game shows at all anymore, but uh, I would tune in for this one. And also do want to shout out the scene before the show in kind of the dressing room there where maybe Billy comes in to thank everybody and uh, also tell them that he's their daddy, basically. Well, I feel like I'm your daddy. Oh. Yeah, you didn't do any of those things you just said. I've done all of it. I am all y'all's daddy. You're not my daddy. You're not my daddy. No, daddy. No, daddy. No, I'm your daddy. You ain't my daddy, boy. Yes, yeah, I am. Not you are not our daddy. daddy. I am your daddy. Not a daddy. You ain't my fucking daddy. Hush! And then he leaves the cards. What did you think about that? You know, the, the gemstones try to do the right thing again. You know, you would think maybe that the plague of locusts would have come if they were going to decide to cheat, but maybe the locusts worked in their favor, right? Because that's how they got Dusty Daniels then, so they, they didn't really need the answers. Uh, I don't know. That, that What did you think? Would they actually have not looked at those answers, not even one? Dude, it shocked me, the growth of Jesse Gemstone, dude. I, I mean, he he Jesse, like, turned into a leader and a man overnight, and it was awesome to see. I thought for sure they would take it and, and win, and it would have been so funny because they just did that great prep talk where it was like, no, we're going to go out there and do this. And that for the, the, then just to cheat would have been really funny, but I I I like that they did this, and of course in Danny McBride style he's got to put his crotch crocketies all over it, and his what do you call him his crotch crickets or his I believe crotch cooties cock cooties I believe I yeah, don't know cooties. that I've okay. I, I don't know that I've ever heard that particular term before, but it had nice alliteration and I, I did enjoy it. Next season you want Baby Billy to still be doing Bible bonkers, or you want him to do something else. Is this good enough to keep going? I think it's good enough to keep going, but I have a feeling they'll probably have him do something else. And honestly, dude, it's kind of one of these things with Uncle Baby Billy where it's like, whatever he does, just let him do it and give him his due, man. Like, just let him do it because he's that good. It's it's very good. Uh, very much enjoyed him. And uh, any kind of final thoughts on the, the Simpkins family? You know, they were definitely kicking ass at the, the Bible walkers. I will give them that. They knew their shit. They definitely did. They were really good at Bible bonkers. They were 100% going to win. Uh, I, I, You know, I'm okay with it. We, we really only got um, kind of that beginning scene. And I guess you got the main guy. Yeah, the, we got Vance a couple uh, times at like Cape and Pistol. And then when he got and when he got jumped and all that kind of stuff. So we got a little right. in. But I think the other two siblings we got in the race car scene, this scene, and then the funeral. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah. The funeral is just like them waving too. You know, they don't even have you know, combined, what do they have? 10 lines of dialogue or something, probably. It's definitely glorified cameo more than someone we would thought would play a bigger role like the families we saw last year, that kind of thing. Kind of felt like maybe they didn't want to go down that same road again with bringing in another Christian family. They kind of played that card in season two and those, and they got a lot, you know, Eric Andre and them, they got a lot of look. Uh, so I, I'm glad that they didn't, but I'm glad that they had it there too because it kind of wrapped up the whole Bible bonkers thing of just... It was just too perfect. Um, but I, I'm okay with how they used him because we had the Montgomery's. You know what I mean? So I think that worked out better. Yeah, I, I like the way they did it. That wanted to, it seemed like the Simpkins, there could have been some fun there. And I wouldn't mind if Vance still occasionally shows up if they're going to keep Cape and Pistol around. If he just shows up yeah. kind of there or whatever. I don't need, think they need to focus on the siblings. But he does seem like he'd be a fun kind of foil for Jesse a little bit. So, Yes. Yeah, that scene where they're Right. And they they got other. like he's a good little rival, right? You don't have to bring him like once, you know, one random appearance per season kind of deal or something, just to to be a little bit of a just random antagonist. I think it would be fun. Yeah, man. 
Well, look, dude, if you're still wearing some regular-ass shopping mall clothes, this is your last chance to level up with some righteous merchandise. My man Mills, do we have any new options available for the people after this season finale? Yeah, I mean, on one level, you could just be, just do all Bible bonkers, everything, but we've already done the Bible bonkers a little bit, so we're going to try to, you know, keep some variety in your wardrobe. So we're going to go with the, the Slick Bandit, because you got to do something for Dusty, right? So I kind of want to do something with him in his car, getting lowered into the, the joint with him at the wheel or whatever. I feel like that would be a good one. I could rock that. And I just like the concept of huge Bible nerds where you got big-ass Carl in the beard and then Chuck in the suit. He's got the mustache again. I just like the idea that if you saw these two dudes, you would not think huge Bible nerds. No, not at all. You would think you think the exact opposite, actually. Which is why it's a cool shirt. And we do have to do something with baby Billy. So I got Hush now. I'm your daddy. And, you know, that's just uh, baby Billy. And it's all dressed up. And, you know, who's your daddy? Baby Billy's your daddy. He's everybody's daddy. And uh, yeah, just to, to throw it on there, we talked about it a little bit. But how about a little peg leg Pete? You just got Pete, you got the Scarface, you got the peg leg going. Just just chilling, dude. Some peg leg Pete. Little peg leg Pete. I love I love the ring to that, dude. That that works really well for me. Peg leg Pete the pirate would really. <laughs> I want to yeah. work a pirate. Peg leg That's Pete why I wanted to have an eye patch. I want so he can be pe- Pete the pirate. Peg leg Pete the pirate. He's eye patch. Next season. I like it. Yes. And for the final time this season, we're going to turn the other cheek and offer up some alternate titles for the episode. We know that Wonders That Cannot Be Fathomed, Miracles That Cannot Be Counted, is a pretty good name. It's also a mouthful. And I feel like this episode, we could maybe present some better options for you guys. So Mills, what are we working with, man? We got something better than that? Uh, What would be as good as that? I don't know. The actor Gene Hackman? Or at least the guy that looks, you know, poor fellow looks sort of like him. We kept calling him Gene. Dude, how good was that flashback scene? That with that said, we gotta go baby Billy versus Y2K. I mean, come on, dude. That's that's way up there. Um Y2K was a real that was real, dude. You didn't know shit. Thought the world was ending now. And Y2K was, was definitely a thing. And maybe you could go with uh, just a shout out, Dusty Daniels on the way out, little woo-wee sucker. That feels like that would be a good one. Uh, also, already been a T-shirt, so I couldn't uh, recycle that. And if you wanted to get, you know, a little bonkers with it, you can have biblical knowledge runs deep. Apparently, on the Simpkins family is where it runs deep. <laughs> yes, it does. The Lord's will shall be done. I think could be a good one. Just keeping it kind of religious, but just for fun. I said I'm your daddy. That would have the whole daddy bit was just so weird and funny. I, I, I don't know. I, I that would have that would have been interesting if I saw that. Well, and this maybe we'll just finish up with the swarm because then we're like, oh, we got DMX, so we're getting the Wu Tang in the finale. Oh yeah, hologram old dirty bastard, dude. Some some hologram ODB. I don't know if we're ready for that yet. Just please give him a forty. It's time to drop a gem on him. Once again, Once again. Mills, drop your favorite quarter dialogue. From wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. Boy, I, you kind of said it, Jamie G. I think I'm going to have to go with Uncle Baby Billy talking about Y2K not happening and him parting his dick off with Dusty Daniels and Gene Hackman. The slick bandit himself. I parted with his ass over in Monaco after my second bankruptcy. That Y2K shit didn't happen. 
So we parted our dicks off that night. Me and Dusty Daniels and Gene Hackman lost our fucking mind, man. The actor Gene Hackman. Well, it was either him or some unfortunate fellow that looked just like him. I don't know why he was unfortunate. We never got the end of that story. I mean, it was due to the crossing swords or whatnot. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, y'all for sure touched dicks. I mean, Judy just could not get over that part. I got to go with the daddy. I got to go with the daddy back and forth, dude. I know it's silly and I know it's stupid, but it was just so funny. It worked. So it reminded me when baby Billy tried to introduce baby ball, Bible Billy, baby bonkers. And everyone's just kind of like talking over each other, trying to say it and stumble with it. Same thing kind of happened here with I'm your daddy. Now you're not my daddy, daddy. You ain't my daddy. Like I just, it was just so good, dude. I, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed that. I gotta give that, give it up for that. But who stepped up me? I had to step up. And I had to guide you and counsel you and hold you. Well, I feel like I'm your daddy. Oh, yeah, you didn't do any of those things you just said. I've done all of it. I am all y'all's daddy. You're not my daddy. daddy. You're not my daddy. No, daddy. Hush, now I'm your daddy. You ain't my daddy, boy. Yes, yeah, I am. You, know you are not daddy. our daddy. I am your daddy. Not a daddy. You ain't my fucking daddy. Hush! Who is your daddy and what does he do? And when the shit goes down. Like the swarm of locusts descends on your church, heaven help you if you're not ready to throw down. Uh, hey, Jesse, what's on Pontus' Christmas list? Let me guess. This time you want a harem full of professional rub and tuggus from Thailand. I can see why you shipped his ass off to military school. How do you think he's going to do there? They're going to eat his fucking ass alive. Damn, if you did that to your kid, what are you going to do to Chuck if he betrays you again? Kill him or something? How will you kill me? I don't know. Maybe shoot you. I can stab you, cut you up, chop your little body into pieces, maybe radiation poisoning. Anything I desire. You won't see it coming, but you will be dead. Fair enough, but don't act like you got where you are all on your own, Jesse. That's easy for you to say. You got your daddy around, and he, he helps you all. Barely. I mean, yeah, sure, he gave us our houses and, you know, fancy stuff and the church, but that's fucking all. That other stuff is a lot. I guess I can give you credit for apologizing to Amber. Hell, even Judy seems to be coming around to her. I really was off about you. I mean, I used to dread if I had to go something and I knew you were going to be there. <laughs> like, oh, man, fuck me. You know, I'm going to have to, like, make conversation with the dumb, mean bitch my brother's married to. <laughs> All right, Uncle Baby Billy, lay down the law. You won't dust it back. Green light my fucking show. Will we, sucker? Come on, it can't be that bad, right? Your family don't stand a chance, Jesse. We're gonna humiliate you on Bible Bunkers. On your own network. Let all your followers see how far the mighty gemstone empire has fallen. They're all gonna leave you. Even God will forsake you. This is a big one, Jesse. Maybe you should cheat a little bit. That would not be the behavior of a righteous man. Tonight, we beat these motherfuckers fair and square. Tonight, we fucking earned this one. Woo! God damn it. Well, I'm so proud of you, Jesse. That being said, we are definitely gonna lose now. Baby Billy, what do you think of their chances? I'm proud of you. Now go cheat. Anything else you want to say to inspire the family, Uncle Baby Billy? Now, I know y'all see me as a mentor figure. It's no mystery that y'all are basically orphans. I mean, your mama's dead, your daddy's out to lunch, but who stepped up? Me. I had to step up and I had to guide you and counsel you and hold you. Well, I feel like I'm your daddy. 
I don't know if this turned out as well as I wanted. Uh, do you have any advice for me, Uncle Baby Billy? We're going to have to do some reshoots. You know how Funkmaster Flex is so fucking focused? Well, we're so fucking righteous. right it's time for our righteous moments mills what's your favorite scene or moment from wonders that cannot be fathomed miracles that cannot be counted ah, and if you this... say the end montage then i'm just going to agree and make it too well i was going to say maybe we could agree to just say that the redeemer montage at the end is the best and then each pick our second favorite <laughs> we Does can that do sound that like a fair one and because yeah. obviously i'm still going to go to something i've already referenced and just go with uh, just Billy telling the whole story about hanging out with Dusty Daniels and Gene Hackman. And shout out to uh, what, what Baby Billy considers to be an after party. It's a, it's a definitely an after party. I'm going to go with just the Bible Bonkers game. I just thought it was so good. Like, I just, that whole thing. I know the, the Lotus thing. Yeah, I like when they introduce the, the families two, but... and everything. We didn't even talk about that. Yes. That was sweet when they kind of just do the introductions and then the little bit and they just get their asses fucking handed to them. Yes. Really, really enjoyed that. That that that's way up there for me. Behind, of course, the Redeemer. Ah, behind some, some of the Bible bonkers, the Redeemer. And I don't know, man. Was this the best episode of the season? I think it's time to find out. We're gonna bust out that jeweler's loop we stole from Marzai Larry and evaluate the episode. We're gonna grade wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted on a scale of zero to ten gemstones. JBG for the final time in season three, drop a grade on him. I am going to give this my highest grade of the season. I, I, you know, it just, it deserves it. It's such a great episode. There was other really good ones in there too, but I'm giving this a 9.7. Really enjoyed this one. Uh, You little shit. I had it written down on the paper, David. 9.7, also my highest grade of the season. Maybe my favorite episode of Gemstones ever, to be perfectly honest with you. I super duper enjoyed this one. A lot of love for this one. Very, very high-quality gemstones. 100%. That's why we romance it. And that brings us to the Righteous Ratings. This is where we determine our episode MVP. So, Mills, please break down how this bad boy works. All right, pretty simple. Every episode, we break the characters in five categories. You can earn anywhere from one point to five points. One is the worst. Five is the best. We average all the results together to determine who won the episode. The categories are getting shit done, your home life, which includes your you know your romantic life, kids, all that kind of stuff, your career, don't be a fuck up, simple as it sounds, and the funny factor. Also, as simple as it sounds, with a funny in this episode all right and we were going to go with our top five but it's going to be more of a kind of top eight because we have a four-way tie at number five between amber judy keith and kelvin all pretty deserving you know pretty much on the same tier so i think we could live with that i mean shout out amber you really if you were just a little bit funnier i think you could have pulled up to the head of the pack on this one that brings us to our top four. And, and another shocker here, still at number four, Uncle Baby Billy. Didn't really do anything wrong, but he did have his Bible bonkers set absolutely destroyed by locusts. People died. 
could take a little bit to get up and running again. So I could kind of see him at four. At three, we have Gideon. Gideon definitely on the come up here in the back half. Now he's getting stuff done, not even behind the wheel. His career is on the upswing. He's going to go have good, you know, Eli take him under his wing, maybe learn the preaching game. So he's on the come up. At number two is goddamn BJ. He's really on fire here now that he's got his home life in order. The only thing holding him back is he seems to be kind of the, the lesser career out of everybody here. Now he's just like kind of glomming on to the system or whatever. He needs to kind of get it up if he wants to compete with our number one, our MVP of the episode for the second episode in a row. Shout out, Jesse Gemstone. You are basically on fire. You are getting shit done this episode. Your home life is in order. Your job's on the upswing. You are not fucking up, and you are hysterical. So not really a surprise to see Jesse Gemstone stepping up again here, finish the season out NBA Jam style on fire. He's not only heating up, he's on fire. Boom shakalaka. Yes. Shit, dude. That's it for season three. I mean, uh, it's kind of crazy that we're here, but I got to believe there's something else out there for us, Mills. What does the future hold for Romancing the Gemstones? I think the plan is to do a season three wrap-up episode in the, in the near future here. After that, we're going to be focusing on other content, and specifically during the football season, do a lot more sports stuff. Still, we'll be checking in on a couple shows, but with the writer strike, the actor strike going on now. I don't know how much of that there's going to be. Now, sometime in 2024, definitely before season four drops, we at the minimum will do a preview episode. And if the schedule grits opens up, we might even try to go back and do the episodes from season one and or season two. We'll see how it goes, but we will definitely be back to cover season four and at least, you know, at the bare minimum, talk about it first time trailer drops, stuff like that. Well, I think that does it for this episode of Romancing the Gemstones. Once again, a final thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone that checked us out. It's so much fun doing shows that we like and having you guys along for the ride with us. Make sure you hit us up on our social media and uh, drop drop some lines in the comments, man. We'll probably respond. Let us know what you think. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you romance it? One night stand it? Or did you swipe left? Feel free to use our Ron system in all aspects of your life. And whatever you do, don't forget the flaps. Make sure you follow, like, and please subscribe. Just do them all. Takes a minute. Makes everyone happy. We appreciate you. Mills, what else, buddy? You did pretty good, man. Again, on social media, at Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us wherever you get your pods on the YouTube. Uh, maybe we'll try to check out this uh, Redeemer special on Max before we do our little wrap-up, see how that was. Looked like it might be cool. I loved all the Redeemer stuff, so, you know, could be a fun one to check out check in on the wrap-up show to see if we talk about that like the jamie g said thank you very much for checking us out we greatly appreciate it if you had fun don't forget the flaps and the thumb i am Megan mills he is jamie g and even though the righteous gemstones aren't going to be on for a little bit you still need to keep going on living your life uncle big baby billy style because that's the only way to live to maximize your potential trust me he's my mentor Spiritual and otherwise. Bye, Felicia. Definitely my Y2K mentor. Yeah.